and welcome to the Black and White Podcast, where we seek to filter the gray world around us through God's Word, with radical grace, raw truth, and real hope. I'm Denise Pass, and I'm here today with my co-host, Angela Donadio, and we are back this week talking about re-gifting at Christmas. Hang in there, and this is going to sound cheesy at first, but it might not be the re-gifting you're thinking of. These are gifts we all want and need. Absolutely, Denise. Last week we talked about forgiveness, and it's a gift not only we give others, but it's a gift that we give ourselves. So, in this holiday season at Christmas time, we want to share some insights so that you can re gift that will be um, a blessing to you and those in your life. Yes. God has given us so much, and it's not just for us to keep to ourselves. Sometimes I think Christians, you know, we can be, we're sanctified and we're just going to huddle together. Mm-hmm. And the world around us needs that gift mm-hmm. that we've been given, you know. The scripture for this episode is taken from 1 Peter 4, verses 10 and 11. As each has received a gift, use it to serve one another. As good stewards of God's varied grace, whoever speaks, as one who speaks oracles of God, whoever serves, as one who serves by the strength that God supplies, in order that in everything God may be glorified through Jesus Christ. To Him belong glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. You know, each of us has received many gifts from God, and God is telling us to serve one another with those gifts. It's so often we give ourselves glory for it. Look what I can do, you know. <laughs> but in this world, the, the tendency is to give glory to man for the gifts he's received. But this verse tells us to serve others just as he did so that God can receive all of the glory. I love that. And we don't necessarily think about serving as a gift, but it really is. And it's actually a spiritual gift. And it's just a way that we um, reflect the character of Christ. You know, he said, I didn't come to be served, but to serve. And so if we have that mindset, it's really a mindset of how can I serve other people, then we're going to be much more likely to look for opportunities to do that rather than viewing everything of how it benefits me. Mm. You know, serving mentality is what can I do to, to for others? How can I bless somebody else through through an action or through a word? And I just think that's a beautiful picture of a gift. Definitely. You know, you know that song, you're going to have to serve somebody. Yeah. <laughs> it's so true. We are all going to serve somebody. And I think sometimes we can get wrapped up in self so much in that. I know, you know, doing what we do, if you go out and you you speak or you sing, sometimes we can get wrapped up in, well, I wonder if they'll receive me. You know, we can mm-hmm. have our own insecurities, but it's not about us. It's about being willing to serve and it's vulnerable sometimes when we serve. But serving God is where the greatest joy is found. And when we look at how God served, it is an incredible example for us to follow. God came down to earth. Okay, we've heard this many times. This is not a casual comment. The God of this universe came down to earth in the form of the ones he had created. He desperately wanted to reach his people. And so he chose to become like them and to serve them. Why do you think he chose to serve us? Mm, Yeah. You know, I think we've heard that so many times, Denise, we become almost callous to it, right? Or familiar with it and over familiar and and don't appreciate the value of that. You know, I think he chose to serve us because we are prideful by nature and being served is how God got our attention. It's not normal for someone to be humble and let the other person win or to serve someone else over ourselves. So by showing us how to serve, He was setting us free from this bondage of being so self-focused. 
So good. We, we don't see our need to be set free from focusing on self, but the burden of catering to our flesh is slavery. Mm. And he did not come in a fancy hotel. He came humbly. We know this, right? But I think we kind of gloss over it sometimes. He experienced all that we experienced in this fallen world. And then he fed us, washed our feet, and died to save us. So often when I think of how we serve one another, it is with an I scratch your back, you scratch mine (laughs) attitude. But God showed us what a servant's heart really is, selfless, others-oriented, and for the glory of God. Mm. Yes, and when we consider the word selfless, at Christmas time, we often think about what we want or need. My Christmas list, my kids are great about texting me, well, just in case, (laughs) here's my Christmas list. Or how we want to be served. But people better get us the gift we want, right? (laughs) Yeah, what what do you want for Christmas? (laughs) I got to be careful now. (laughs) Yes, but, you know, back to my moments of giving unwanted gifts. Mm. Um, So how do we re-gift this kind of selfless service? Well, we don't look for the payback. We don't look for the benefits. Mm. And we don't really consider ourselves. That's really hard. Mm. (laughs) The others-oriented component plays into this because sometimes we give what we want to give, right? So my kids didn't want necessarily what I was wanting to give them. But truly being others-oriented means we want to serve not out of our preferences, but out of what God lays on our heart that would truly best serve others. It might not even be something the other person realized that they needed, though. That's true. That's true. And that means being very aware and sensitive Mm. and discerning and, you know, looking for opportunities. My dad loves to sing this song. Um, It's an old song. I'm not sure who wrote it. If I can help somebody as I pass along, then my living has not been in vain. And I've heard him sing that over and over. Probably, I don't want to think about it, but it'll probably be sung at his funeral because that, to me, sums up the way he's lived his life. If I can help somebody as I pass along. So that means he's been looking, and if you spent an hour with him, you'd see it. How can I serve you? How can I help you? How can I um, you know, invest in you? But a lot of that comes in ease because he's a man of prayer and integrity, and he, he um, steeps himself in the Word and in his quiet time with the Lord. So then he's ready and has the right mind frame to serve other people. Mm. You know, as a, a parent, mostly you could get joy from watching your children or loved ones open gifts, you know, that you try to thoughtfully pick out for them. And I think the Lord is so pleased and we thank Him for all He gives us too. But one key part of this selfless giving or serving is that if the other person isn't grateful, we don't do it mm. for that. We do it out of selfless serving for the glory of God. Yes, and those times that someone is not happy with your gift are pretty <laughs> awkward, and that's been happening. You know, my I love my mother-in-law, but she is notorious for getting my husband things that he does not like, and he cannot, he does not have a poker face. So he opens it, and you can tell right away, she's like, oh, you don't like it, you don't like it. So it's just <laughs> awkward, you know, like, what do we really need? And sometimes we just don't want to do that. I remember one year telling my son, I said, son, you are going to freak out when you open this. <laughs> and he goes, really, really? I was like, you're going to freak out. So he goes to open it up, and it was a electric guitar play system. Okay. But it was the wrong system. Oh, no. <laughs> I don't know anything about that. And I was like, oh, ooh, that system's too expensive. Oh, 
We're going to have to forget this kid. Oh, no. Oh, no. That was definitely a mom fail moment. (laughs) (laughs) And I confess it here freely. But, you know, another thing in this verse from 1 Peter is that when we serve, it should be as stewards. Mm. So once again, it's not that we own what we are giving. We are just stewards of what God has given. So we should ask God what is on his heart for people too. But serving others as we have been so graciously served Mm. and given, that's what we're doing. We are just stewarding that. And that's really the mindset right there, right? It's a mindset of stewardship that I don't own anything and how can I give back? And serving takes on many forms in the stewardship. If someone has a gift of music, and I know you and I love music and, you know, our writers and songwriters and you know, they don't serve so that they're glorified, but they steward that gift so that we can help others see Christ through it. Mm. That doesn't necessarily mean get a cheap gift either. No. <laughs> Though I will tell you, sometimes you get a really good deal and you'd be like, oh, this is great. They're going to love it. And it's a good deal, you know. <laughs> but whenever I, you know, lead worship or travel to speak or lead worship for women's events, I'm brought back to the basic principle that I'm merely the steward and have such a sense of accountability to serve so others might know and praise God, not me. You know, it's not about us. You know, the verse also says that we are to serve in God's strength. That takes away from our glory, too. We cannot really serve as Christ did without God's strength. Self can slip in when we try to serve in our own strength, Mm. and we can have a tendency in our flesh to want to kick back or to want glory. And you know, as busy as our society is, Denise, we're overscheduled, we're rushing. I just don't think we really pause to to see the needs of others. I think about how busy Jesus was, and yet he he found Zacchaeus, he found the woman at the well. Like he stopped to serve other people, and no one was busier than he was. And I was actually thinking too, when you're talking about stewarding, you know, if we picture that we're holding something that doesn't really belong to us, if I gave my took my wedding ring off and I gave it to you and said, I need to go wash my hands, can you hold this for me? Mm. You, would, you wouldn't throw it in the trash or you wouldn't even for a minute think about hanging on to it. Right. If I came back and said, can I get my wedding ring? I don't think I'm going to give it back to you. I'm going to hang on. <laughs> and, but that's the way we hold on to the gifts that God is. Mm. Instead of saying, I'm stewarding this, I'm just holding on to it, but it's not really mine. So at the moment that it's asked of me to give it up, I'm going to freely give that up. That's a very different way of viewing that gift. That's a great analogy. So, so we are challenging ourselves to examine how Christ gave to us as we consider Christmas and how we can re-gift or give away those same gifts to others. How has God called you to serve someone else this year? It might be a tradition you have in your family or in our community, or it might be something different that the Spirit leads you to do every year. I had a classical children's choir that I led and directed for a few years, and we would travel to nursing homes to share the music we had just done in a concert. And I remember one special year when we wanted to sponsor orphanages, we had found that were literally less than two miles from a home I had lived in before. And I had not known anything about them. But watching the children serve the orphanage and singing for that cause meant so much more to me than just a concert. They were truly serving. Mm. That is so good, Denise. And, And our question today is, what is it that God is calling you to do in response to his incredible gift of service to us? 
share in the comments if you're participating in this challenge. And I was thinking of Romans 12, 1 that says, in view of God's mercy, mm-hmm. present your bodies a living sacrifice. This is our act of worship. So because of what God has done for us, we do for others. We serve others. We would love to hear what God has done as you steward his gifts and re-gift his gift of serving for others and for his glory. Mm. Yes. And, you know, Angel, I pray we will not allow the hecticness of the holiday season to keep us from participating in this challenge. You know, it might even be like a soup kitchen serving Mm. or something at your church or even just helping somebody who really doesn't have family. I believe God is going to bless us for doing so. The raw truth is that serving is not optional for the believer. The radical grace is God gives us strength to serve. And the real hope is when we serve others, we are blessed. You've been listening to the Black and White Podcast, where we filter life through the Bible and live life in the freedom of truth. (laughs) 